You ready? Yeah. You have to bring the mic closer to you, man. True story. <laughs> no, you're good. Yeah, there you go. I don't want it looks too fancy. It looks too fancy? Like I don't want to break it. I'll have you slide over just a little bit. Yeah, I don't want to break it. I'm scared one day he just might crash. Oh god, what should I do? I try my best to ship him right to you. I'm telling him to pray when I've I got no money when my bills is due. I battle mental health. Who there for Brent? I'm by myself. Cool. I'm in the stool. Losing time and sleeping. I don't charge the dime. Had to learn this Just like that, we're back in another episode of Line for Line. We have a very special guest in the building. I'll let her introduce herself to the world. Uh, my name is Lonnie May Figueroa from Beautiful Struggle Incorporated. Uh-huh. So just tell us a little bit about you before we get ready to get this episode started. There's a lot about me. What do you want to know? Just tell us the basics. You know, everything that the inquiring um, minds want to know. So I am a mother... I'm a single mother of a six-year-old boy. Um, I'm also a mental health provider and small business owner. Oh, wow. And how'd you get into the mental health? I got into the mental health after working as a social worker for about five years. Uh Um, I went through my own kind of like mental health issues. And that kind of made me want to explore further education to become a therapist. And Mm -hmm. now I'm here. Nice. So what was it that made you realize that you needed to seek help for your mental struggles for me i think as i can only speak as a woman of color like um i was pretty much like raised to kind of like suck it up buttercup kind of like uh moto Mm -hmm. and i was really struggling so i sought out a mental health therapist and i had already been a social worker for about five six years Mm -hmm. um so i was going through my own depression and um, seeing a therapist, I was also in graduate school to become a therapist. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Beautiful journey right there. And I noticed you said you do have a son. Yes. How old is he? He's six. Nice. Six years old. Does that does that make you more inept to getting mental health when you realize that you have a son as well too? Definitely. I think that he was the main cause for me to want to pursue help, mm-hmm. as well as wanting me to pursue a higher education. Um, he's definitely like my motivation behind a lot of things. Um, I started grad school when he was three months old. I was a single mom and we practically just went through everything together. Oh, wow. Um, so yeah, he's definitely my biggest motivation. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's kind of tough out here for our young boys of color as well. Oh, Cause most as definitely. you mentioned, like I was raised the same way as well too. Like yeah. you're not really supposed to talk about your feelings. You're supposed to suppress them, you know, yes. don't seek help. It makes you look weak as well too. Yes. And then that's when we grow That's when we start to see these males who are in their latter years and they're still like just clueless to a bunch of things as well too. Yeah. That, that as far as like the emotional intelligence, um, I think as a whole, just our society is kind of um, a little cold to shut off at times. There's, mm-hmm. You know, it's a hard time right now. There's a lot going on. Um, but I think foremost, like for me, like my son is very emotional. I'm not all that emotional because I have taught not to be emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of hard to guide at times or know how to respond to it because I was raised around men that are not emotional. So oh, no. I don't know what that aspect looks like. But I teach him how to verbalize his emotions, and I teach him that it is okay to feel all type of feelings and emotions, not just anger mm-hmm. or um, aggression, which is typically like the go-tos in our society yes, that are acceptable. Mm-hmm. What would you say was the biggest piece of advice that you got early on that you still use into today's time? I think that I had a conversation with one of my great friends, CJ, 
um, from college. And we went over this whole philosophy of like imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. And I struggled with that. I didn't know exactly what that was, but the whole message behind it was like, you are kind of like your worstest critic. Sometimes you're your worstest enemy when it comes to like your goals. Mm -hmm. So definitely like pushing forward with your goals, regardless of your insecurities, you don't always have to have everything looking perfect or a perfect blueprint of, you know, how do you get from point one to point 10? Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of like getting started. Um, and not being your worst critic. But how is it that we overlook that when we got things like Instagram, Facebook, where we see other people and they make it seem like they got everything all figured out and then we're, we're knocked back down to square one? I think for sure it's like don't compare your journey to somebody else because everyone is going to be, you know, they are all equipped with different traits. They're all uh, equipped with different gifts. Um, and not everything that you see that's posted out there, it, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that that's unfortunately like the drawback when it comes to social media is like the constant like comparison mm -hmm. of like, dang, you know, he's there, or she's there, but I'm not there. Yeah. Whether it's like, you know, diet wise or career wise or family wise, like that comparison piece is really hard in our generation of like trying to compare what you're doing and what somebody else is doing and Excellent. celebrating though, but celebrate like if, you know, um, Jessica did it, but you're not there yet. Like great for Jessica, but mm. that's just like a random name, <laughs> but you know, like celebrate for that person, but also be like, okay, well maybe there's some things that I can learn, but don't compare because everyone has their different path to get to their, their yeah. goal. I often tell couple of my close friends as well too like in today's society this social media stuff is a drug right now it people is. just get so full of like the fake stigmas of the likes the yeah. comments and yeah. all that and they really let it go to their head but yeah. then they realize every day is not going to be the same everyone's not going to always show you that love 100 percent of the time and then that's when you find people are ready to go off the deep end For when sure. they feel that they don't get that love and they feel like they have to do something so spontaneous that people are going to bring attention back to them and I just hope my daughter never has to go through that you know definitely I think it comes off from like that instant validation right or like gratification um and a lot of a lot of people need that they feed off of that and I'm not saying that we or I don't like when I get a like or you know a share on social media yes but it doesn't define who I am it doesn't yeah. move my day like if I post you know something and I get two likes versus tomorrow I get 50 likes that's not going to determine um, my mood or how I feel or what I do that day. Mm -hmm. So I think the more that we pour into our children and we create a strong foundation as far as their security and how they feel about themselves, it doesn't matter if they get validation because they have the validation within themselves. Yes, ma'am. Now, as a yeah. parent, what are some things that you do to make sure you do pour that back into your son? I think for me, I spend a lot of one-on-one -on -one time with my son. Um, I unplug from a lot of things like if I got to unplug from my phone or my social media and just kind of give him that one on one time. Um, I try to pour into his likes. So I see what he likes, what he doesn't like. And I try to just nurture that, you know, and just really be in tune of where what are his gifts? What are his likes? What are his strong uh, suits? What are some things that he needs to work on? Mm -hmm. um, and really just congratulating like my son, whether it's like, you know, thank you for doing this. Or even if he's not doing well, just sitting down and actually talking to him and not reprimanding him mm -hmm. so that he understands why 
you know, why you're in trouble or, or why you did not do what you were supposed to do. Um, so there's a lot of communication and a lot of that comes from me being a social worker. Like I wasn't taught to be that way. Mm-hmm. So, or I wasn't parented in that way. Um, but I'm really big on like generational trauma and breaking that cycle. So yes. just trying to redefine like, you know, how I parent my child, but also it's a learning process. Yes, you kind of learn as you go. Totally, totally. Yeah. What would you say was the hardest part about getting started on a mental health journey? For myself mm-hmm. or like as a professional? Just for yourself. Like For myself, I think it was just admitting like I needed help, right? Like um, I think for me it was literally right after I had my son, I became a single mom right after he was a month old. It wasn't oh, no. planned, you I'm know? Sorry. Um, it's okay. I mean, so I went through like postpartum, right? And kind of just like that in denial phase of like, do I have depression? Like what's going on here? And then asking for help. Like I was always so used to being the person that people go to help, you know, that people go to for help. Mm -hmm. So the fact that I was like a professional in the field going to therapy, it was hard, but I got to see like what it was in my client's eyes, like what it was to be in their shoes. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So when was it that you implemented your business onto the plan? So it was, um, it was when I became a single mom that I came about with Beautiful Struggle. I didn't really necessarily from the beginning, like had an idea of of where it was going to take me. Mm -hmm. Um, I knew that I always wanted to work with women. Um, I had worked with women. I've been working with women for over 10, 11 years in the field. So I work with families and women, um, and I would say maybe like two years into graduate school, I kind of came up with the idea of providing, excuse me, workshops um, mm-hmm. for women. And then after that, I kind of came up with a, a clothing brand. Um, and then I started raising money through my clothing brand in order to provide clients with services and products. Nice. Do you have yeah. any merchandise with you? I do. That we could possibly show um, off to the camera? So I have, this is my most current line, which is my melanin line. Make sure you show it to the camera, line. young lady. <laughs> Sorry, my melanin line. So it's called Hues of Nude. May I see the hat? Yeah, yeah go of ahead. Of course. So we have like the dad hat, right? That's what they call it. Mm-hmm. A dad could wear it. I don't know if they want to or not, but that's on them. <laughs> um, and we have like beanies. So those are embroidered. Um, I designed all my logos. Oh, wow. Um, okay. But I actually get them, the embroidered items, I actually get those sent out to get embroidered. Uh-huh. And then I have like T-shirts and um, hoodies. Oh wow! And these are actually made out of vinyl, so I actually make these. At you home. make these yourself? Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. So I cut the design. I, you know, I I have a website. Um, I also design my own website. Mm-hmm. So the main thing about our um, merch is that you'll see this lotus. So the lotus is kind of like um, what it symbolizes is kind of like rebirth. Mm-hmm. Um, so the whole idea behind my agency is like transforming your pain into your purpose. So the actual rebirth of like, even though I've been through traumatizing things in my life, I'm not going to allow it to define me and I'm going to transform it into my purpose. That's bad. Um, so my hoodies, most of my items say I'm worthy. It's just like a positive, like affirmation for women. Um, and then I have my other line that's going to be coming out soon, which is the chasing the generational wealth, chasing the generational. Yeah. wealth. Where is it that people can go to find some of this fly merch? 
So my website is Beautiful Struggle Incorporated. So inc.org. We'll make sure that description is in the link to this episode for Thank you guys you. at home who want to go ahead and shop with Lonnie. So just tell us a little bit more about the transpiration, if that's even a word, whatever, the transpiring of the clothes that came so, from your pain. Um, I literally, I had made, uh, I had gotten a hoodie made that said pain into purpose. And I've always been into fashion. Like fashion has always been a thing of mine. Um, I'm a super girly girl. <laughs> um, and I I take pride in how I look, you know, whether it's I'm going to be looking comfortable or I'm going to be dressed up. Um, so I started wearing hoodies during quarantine, right? Because that's all we can pretty much wear because mm-hmm. we couldn't go anywhere. <laughs> so I had a hoodie that said paint into purpose. And one of my good friends said like, yo, you should really like look into making that like a line or something like mm-hmm. to promote your brand and I'm like huh what um so then I bought a cricket machine oh, and nice. then I started making my own logos and then like my creative like side just started making all different kind of logos and I'm where these like one of my most popular ones um and Chase and Generational Wealth too so those two are my most popular ones and with the proceeds that I get from the apparel I'm able to purchase the women um hygiene items oh, so nice. I, I work with women Currently, right now, I have two contracts with two rehab centers in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. And I go in, I provide a workshop, and I provide a purse full of hygiene products to women oh, wow. in rehab centers. Um, so I'm promoting the inner healing by providing them a workshop on mental health and the outer healing when making sure that they're taking care of themselves, like physically yes, and emotionally. How good does it make you feel when you see that you're really making a difference in people's lives? You know, something that you love to do. I think that um, I've been blessed enough to do it for a while now, but to actually do it under my own agency and kind of me being the one to direct how it flows and and who who I touch is completely different. Um, It's definitely, what do you, how can I say it? It's kind of just, it's a testament to like, you know, you kind of going through your own thing and making it be able to transform into your path and then touching other women that you can relate to. But with every other, every woman that I speak to, I'm able to help another woman, even if I haven't been through the same circumstances they have, just bringing all of these women together from different backgrounds, you know, whether it's like racially or age wise or generational, we're all able to come together with the purpose of healing. Oh my gosh. Oh my (laughs) You're about to make me tear up over here, seriously. Now, before you're ready to close out this amazing episode, if there would be one thing that you would want the women out there to know who are not necessarily scared, they just don't know the right route to take to mm-hmm. start getting help and getting treatment, what would yeah. it be? Well, Stephanie is like, you know, don't be afraid to let your guard down. Um, and there are people out here, there are professionals out here that do care. and We do it for the right reasons. Um, so I think that's it. Just let that guard down and anything that you do for yourself is going to benefit your children and, and future generations. Yes, ma'am. Is there anyone out there that you would like to shout out? Say hello to um, Thanks for the support. Thanks for see. buying my first hoodie, whatever the case may be. My first hoodie. Um, my first hoodie, my homegirl bought when I got my website was Renee, Renee Northern. Um, she's here from Kenosha. I, I, I went to school here, um, nice. high school and college. But that's that's like my ace, you know, so she bought my first hoodie. Um, she's definitely someone that inspired me um, to also seek, you know, my own mental health therapy as well as, you know, kind of seeking 
my dreams and my vision. So she's one of them. Definitely my mom, my son, my family as a whole. Um, also my homegirl, Chris, uh, Chris Roberts. How I'm supposed to stop, I leave the stool and I feel dead. Try not to complain, get on these beats and show the world me. Drop a whole tape and gotta beg to post my EP. But let the baby drop a dirk a baby, they gon' do the most. Flood the timeline and I be lucky if I get a post. I'm just telling you what they been doing to me. How you call us cuz and still watch us bleed? 